Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chairs are bouncy. <laughs> Kamenetsky <laughs> Brothers in for Travis and Sliwa. Brian quite literally jumping around in his chair. He's about to say something. I don't want to steer us back to that fun. conversation. <laughs> Hit the switches on the side. It'll go down. <laughs> oh, let's try that. Low rider Say, chair. Oh, there you go, man. Now I can't bounce, though. Brian, Brian's essentially right now trying to add hydraulics to his chair. Like, <laughs> I'm just over here stealing money. <laughs> This is amazing, and when you guys do your roast at at Mandy's 3, this is very much going to be in the background. You just (laughs) bouncing around. That's right. We're taping it. (laughs) Yeah, always. No, he... In this particular case, Brian has it coming. He's absolutely (laughs) deserved that. That needs to be in the montage of everything that happens with this station. All right, the Rams. (laughs) 30, oh, BK. 30 to 22 win in SoFi over the Saints. Do we know now their exact odds or the, the projected it was 60, odds? Of making the playoffs? Yeah, was making 67 percent they talked about on the broadcast yesterday. 67 Could be higher. I'll change. I'll look it up. To make the playoffs. It was not that long ago. They're now sitting on eight and seven. It is not that long ago that they were at three and six. And the Caleb Williams talk. Let's just say it was hot for this team. They have since won five of six. They look like a legitimate playoff team. And I don't mean just like the idea that they are currently paced to get into the playoffs. They look like a team that you will not want to play in the playoffs. Like, I'm not saying they're Super Bowl favorites. I'm not saying they're better than the Niners. I'm not sure anyone is better than the Niners, Jorge. But the Rams look like a team that nobody is going to be excited to play in the playoffs should they end up closing this thing out and getting there. Well, they're doing a lot of things right right now. Their offense is very, very dynamic, right? Because now you have a good, you have a great quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Kyron Williams is playing some of the best tailback that they've had in years. And now the with Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, and Demarcus Robinson coming out of nowhere, now you have three legitimate guys that can catch long passes, short passes, that are all over the place, and Tyler Higby, a very nice safety valve. So they have a very dynamic offense. You know, we were talking about this a couple... I think, Greg, you were were with us, you, me, and um, DeMarco. Mm -hmm. Like, when you think about MVP for the Rams, it's likely going to be either Stafford or Donald. Like, just in the way people define this stuff... Traditionally, control you have over either the offense, the defense, what you force other teams to do, etc. But in a lot of ways, I think the MVP of this team has been Kyron Williams, just in the sense that they were like a team pre-Kyron Williams and a team post-Kyron Williams. And the minute Kyron Williams emerged as one of the focal points of this offense, it's just seemed like the team has changed. Like they are completely different more dangerous team now because of him what was the thing that differentiated the rams offense 
in the sort of first incarnation of them being really good. Todd Gurley. Correct. You need to be able to run the ball. To you know look, what Mike McDaniel's doing in Miami with that kind of often all the stuff that they're doing in San Francisco. Um, you know all these guys from the same basic tree, and you know the, in in Cincinnati it's the same. Like the all the, the common denominators, they have quality running backs and a running game that is either really good or like off the charts, you know, with Mostert and A-Chan and, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey and all that. You have these guys who are the cheat codes that can unlock it and allow really creative offensive coaches to have a full arsenal in front of them. And a lot of this has to do with the offensive line, how how well the offensive line has played this year. And it's a lot of it is because of rookies. And that's something we were talking about, Andy, the other day, that the rookies have been so good. But really, it starts with like Steve Avila. Has, how he has been on that offensive line on the left side has been very, it's been tremendous and helped these kinds of things happen. You're giving Matthew Stafford time so he can make these passes to Cooper Cup deep, to hit Demarcus Robinson on the side, to find Pukanaku in the middle. That's all things that matter because of the offensive line. There was a great stat they showed during the game yesterday about the Rams. This year, for their rookies, they've had a combined 45 starts and 4,853 snaps for play, for rookies selected after the first round in this year's draft. Both are the most in the NFL this year. That includes, we were talking about Avila. That includes Nakua. Like They're drafting this year be like later in the draft everyone always focuses on the first round often like number one overall pick often becomes the focus really on quarterbacks but what the rams have done after the deal that they you know made for stafford where they lost a lot of their first round leverage and they 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 have been so good at finding these guys in the third round in the fifth round later than that and that's it's funny, heading into this season, everybody, I think the three of us, the four of us are included in this, thought when the Rams were talking about the confidence that they had in this team and that this wasn't a tanking year, that they were lying. That yeah. They, that <laughs> they were lie. lying. And they, they, you can't just say we're going to tank because we want people to actually pay to come to SoFi to watch us. But you can't just say we're going to tank. But and, and nobody was even necessarily upset about it. It's like, look, the bill came due. They've got to reset their books. This is the thing that happens for teams that go all in. And as it turns out, you know, especially too, this illusion, this image was created by them not adding anything financial to this team and not really investing in it. As it turns out, I think they were being honest with us the whole time. Like the idea of, look, do we think we're elite? No. And that's why we're not going to just keep investing in this team. At some point, you have to reset a little bit. But we don't think we're bad. And we think that if things break a little bit our way, and you know they've had good health over the last five or six weeks, things like that, we don't think we're going to be a bad team. As it turns out, I think that they were transparent with us the whole time. We just don't ever expect teams to be transparent in this sort of situation. Uh, and look, I mean, they, they, they know better because they know who's in the building uh, and, and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, if you, here's, if you have a quarterback... And that's what I mean. It was pretty clear in week one. Like, okay, I don't know if they're going to be, you know, playoff team, but they're they're going to be too good to lose fifteen games and put themselves in. At the time, it was Caleb Williams, and now it's any probably two or three other quarterbacks, or maybe it's still Caleb. Whatever it is, it's like they're going to be too good for that. 
And then, you know, you look back on it and the Pittsburgh game, the Cincinnati game, like there are all these games that they kind of kicked away. They've been blown out. You know, they got blown out by Dallas. They in I think there was one other team that kind of kicked their butt. I forget was it San Francisco the first time? I forget. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, in the second half they they did, but it's really only Dallas in Dallas right. really kicked their butt. And so, like, if they don't, the the Pittsburgh game was awful. You know, the Cincinnati game was very winnable, and like they probably should be better than they actually are like when Kyron Williams has been available they've been very good and what's so much fun about an opportunity to win the Ravens game yeah and what's so much fun about this is that they they still have all the cap space this offseason they still have the draft picks they still have all the stuff and like they they did the reset they 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 accomplished that this year and and by the way, it was 73% after winning. Had they lost, it had gone down to 15. But now it's seven, according to NFL.com. Like, you beat the Giants, you're probably in. It's remarkable and it's exciting. And it's like homegrown fun for Rams fans. But also, too, it's for Rams fans, it is such reassurance about the leadership with Les Snead and Sean McVay. Like, in terms of the direction they want to take the team but also their ability to identify talent and utilize talent so they can actually take the team mm-hmm. in the direction that they want to go and they can actually enact that vision that they have. Like What they did this year, it's going to go down, I think, in terms of that partnership, one of the strongest years they've ever had because they, in certain respects they've had to do more with less or less obvious. Right, and and what's you know, they have now extended they they have bought puka nakua will allow cooper cups usefulness as an nfl player to last another two or three years if if they had had to lean on cup to be their unquestioned number one this year next year whatever he would break because i mean cooper cups 30 isn't he 30 31 i think he's 31 he's significantly older than we kind of think about him as and so like they couldn't 30 he's right they couldn't lean on him anymore and you know but with nakua who is a cooper cup clone in so many ways like they don't have to and now they have two of those guys and they'll you know tutu atwell has played well when he's been healthy like this is i'm like this is the first time i think too since they moved where you could look at it and say, like, this is a, a a Los Angeles Rams team that the city of Los Angeles can can get around in the sense of guys that they've brought in as opposed to sort of the mercenary approach, the Dodgers approach. Yeah, and all right, coming up next, the potential first-round matchup that's, according to ESPN and the way Ooh. they're calcul- calculating all this, is seeming increasingly possible – you want to talk about storylines and the emotions and the feels? This has got all of it. So we'll get into that next. Kamenetsky Brothers in for Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? 
your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks, Morales. All right, so today, if you want, the bowl game that's on today is Georgia Tech versus UCF in the Gasparilla Bowl. You can watch it on ESPN at 3.30 if you are interested in that. I believe, Brian, your <laughs> wife... No, you should watch yes. it if you're at home. She's a UCF grad. Yeah, she's a UCF grad. Is she going to be watching? Yeah. Are you going to be watching with yeah. her? Do you know what Gasparilla is? No, but they're apparently a pirate people. Well, like, they have a whole pirate festival. Well, it's in Tampa, Florida. So, again, Georgia Tech, UCF, and the Gasparilla Bowl at 3.30 on ESPN. And this college football corner and the all coverage of bowl season on 710 is powered by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCal Oil Change for locations and to score game-winning coupons. Gasparilla. Never heard of it. I do have a, a an answer actually to what is Gasparilla, but I don't think we need to stop for it. <laughs> Does it have to do with putting on a chair? <laughs> Not on its face, <laughs> but it might. Okay, I am taking that as a subtle way of saying move it along. So, <laughs> Rams after the tag out was there, you can go wherever you like. <laughs> Rams, far Ram be it for me to get get us off topic, but yes, I would say move on. All right, so the Rams last night they beat the Saints in SoFi thirty to twenty two, increasingly now close to securing a playoff spot. Totally, totally, like what nobody saw heading into this year. Reading the recap from, I, I guess it's it's on ESPN, but it's the AP recap. With a second win in five days during a self-described remodeling season, Los Angeles also jumped past the Minnesota Vikings and moved into sixth in the NFC standings in its bid to secure a wild card playoff spot and an increasingly possible opening round showdown with the Detroit Lions, Stafford's team for 12 seasons. That... Stafford going going back to Detroit, the team he never could get to the playoffs with, to take them on against Jared Goff, the guy he was traded against, Goff facing the team that was so nakedly looking to move him the last few years. Sean McVay had so clearly I lost. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Sean McVay had so openly lost yes. any type of trust in Jared Goff at all. But Goff's team would be the favorite at home. That would be bonkers as an opening round matchup. I want that so badly. So there's a thing that people like to say that the NFL is scripted. If the NFL is scripted, this is a very good job by the NFL to script this. The writers are back, baby. They are fully back. There's no other way to make that happen. First of all, you have to get Detroit into the playoffs, which that <laughs> never happens. <laughs> and you have to put them into a spot where they can see the Rams as a wild card. And the wild and and the Rams have to go from three and six to possibly ten and seven to make that happen. I think it's just it's just amazing. I 
what kind of, I mean, I know what I would expect Stafford to do. He's going to play like Stafford. He's going to have a bunch of really good throws, a couple that you'd probably want back or that you go, whoa, that was a little dicey or whatever it is. What kind of game do you get out of Jared Goff? A, a in pick that six situation. There's going to be one pick six in there. Does he does he play like the rejuvenated, particularly at home, Jared Goff who could go to a Pro Bowl, or does he Goff? You know, like that just horrible sound that you would make when Goff would do Goffy things that you don't like. I think that's kind of who he is. He's very much a game manager. That's it's not usually going to. He's lose been better games. though than a game manager this season. Um, like, I mean, he makes some good throws, but he's got a lot around him. I mean, that's the definition of being better than a game manager. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot. Jameer Gibbs getting becoming actually a good running back has really helped. David, we Montgomery just talked been, about how Kyron Williams has helped out the Rams become a better team, and it's helped Stafford. Okay, are it you, has helped Stafford to have Kyron. I, Stafford is better than Goff. I'm not trying to argue that they're equals. Stafford's better, but. Jared Goff has been good for the Lions, and in particular, he's been good in Detroit. Like, home games, he's been very good this year. I mean, it's. I think it's about who the weapons that he has around him. He has good running backs, but his wide receivers can be... Amon Ross St. Brown is a fantastic receiver. Yeah, he's a legit A1. He's, he's a legit A1, but then the other guys are just kind of okay. Former Ram, revenge game for Craig Reynolds? No, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Josh Reynolds and I mean, but that's really it's Jamison Williams. I think they like him a little bit, but really, there's not the a huge amount of guys. They have a very, very good tight end in Sam Laporta. That's, yes, I think that's where they're going to get a lot of it's Laporta and uh, St. Brown. But besides that, there's not a lot of is is there big a, options. But that's not an indictment of golf. No, 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 no. Is there a scenario where the Rams could get the NFC South champion? Like that's a possibility, right? Because think, that would be phenomenal. Well, they would go. It would. It would if they're in the. It depends on the seeding and how I, everything. Who goes gets on. that team? Because they're going to be the lowest ranked of the division winners. Uh, the the NFC yeah, South. Yes, they will be because they're seven and seven. Right, Tampa those Bay are is, four tr- three trash teams that are right trying to win that division. But, so six and seven was was it? It's really just uh, Minnesota and the wild cards are Minnesota and the Rams as of right now, right? Taking a look. And there's one and, and uh, Dallas. Oh, Dallas. No, it's, it's actually Philly right now. So then oh, it just Philly. goes. Okay. So one and two. So it'd be three plays seven, four plays six. I, I don't man. No. It's that's it's very. I don't I don't quite. I don't remember how the NFL does it. But like that would like. Can you imagine like if they if they get that as the draw? Like the, the you can lose to Detroit in Detroit. Like I agree with Andy. It's a good team. But if there is not any one of those teams out of the NFC South that I would not favor the Lakers to or Lakers the uh, Rams to beat, and in the, I just love the idea though of an opening round potentially with that type. Would of you story. rather have the game like that or the game that they're more likely to win? As as somebody who likes the Rams, but I'm not like a Rams diehard. Like I, I'm not a fan of the Rams, even though I enjoy seeing them win, I enjoy seeing them play, it's good for business, all of that stuff. As somebody who is not emotionally invested in the Rams the way a lot of people listening to us right now are, I would rather have the juicier storyline because Mm -hmm. I think Rams-Lions is juicier in terms of all the different things that would draw you in than Rams Saints, <laughs> Rams Saints, Rams. But I mean, right? But they, that's how bad that division is. The yes. Saints essentially took themselves out of wild card contention, so the only way they can get into the playoffs now is to win the division. Right. I mean, unless <laughs> you're pathetic. unless you're really excited at the prospect of, oh, hey, uh, 
one-time Ram Baker Mayfield coming back <laughs> to his old team. Like there, there's Baker not much, Mayfield revenge there, game. There's not much to latch onto other than the idea of the Rams have a significantly easier right. opening round. If you just want to see them go all the way through. If, if the if the Buccaneers win this weekend, or I'm sorry, if the Buccaneers lose this weekend and Atlanta wins this weekend, you have a three-way tie at the top of that division at seven and eight. Like that is an argument, by the way, to get rid of divisions. Like, seriously, nobody from the NFC South has any business being in the playoffs at all. Like, no. seriously. Just especially I, I feel like divisions in sports increasingly don't matter anymore and people don't get caught up in them. Like, why are we actually putting, like, making an effort to make sure the NFC South is represented in the playoffs? Like, they shouldn't be, and everybody would be fine if they're not. I don't know. I mean, Falcons Nation <laughs> be upset by that. I, I mean, at least this year, you're looking at the the next best team that theoretically would be squeezed out of the playoffs is probably the Seahawks. And they're not really all. They're that not good. that good. No, but there's no like nine or ten win team that's not going to make it so that Atlanta can. No, but I agree with you, Andy. I've always said there's, that there's really no use for these divisions, and then to who to play a second time in a season. I mean, find somebody else to play. Yeah, I mean, if you want to use the divisions to literally organize the league by region and just, you know, keep it a little bit easier to figure out who plays who, fine. For like travel purposes yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. Like just, you know, help you help you remember which team is located where. <laughs> that's, that's fine. But, but then the top seven teams, that's Right, it. exactly. Like the idea that just by essentially by virtue of geography, because Tampa is lucky enough to be located in Florida as opposed to California. And that's, by the way, the only time I've ever said anybody is more lucky to be located in Florida Particularly than Tampa. California. Yes. They have interesting people. <laughs> to say the very least. Like, the Buccaneers would be getting into the playoffs purely by luck of geography. Well, you're talking about the it. you're talking about the NBA model because yeah. the, and the NBA has gotten rid of that division winner qualifies as the number three or whatever. Like, they don't do that anymore. It's like just you got your eight teams, right? You know, now ten, I guess. But anyway, to to your original question, Brian, like I feel like if you are a Rams diehard, like somebody who's really invested in the Rams, you obviously want them playing the Buccaneers in the first round. Like Buccaneers that, or the Saints or, or the, the Falcons Saints. Like, or whoever. Yes, you've, we've already seen proof that they are a much better team than the Saints. Uh, Greg, your uh, Derek Carr predictions Verf. a couple days ago, pretty spot on. Pretty spot on. Pretty spot. Pretty on. spot on. Big but, game. But I feel Faltering. like if, if you're somebody who just if you love that's a, that's, a, that's a great word for Derek Carr. Faltering. <laughs> I mean, it's it's bad. Big it's on, game. Faltering. It's, it's on his business cards. Derek Carr be on his it's be on his tombstone. <laughs> but that uh, that's what I was trying to say. Like I've watched Derek Carr enough to know that when that oh, game we is know. on the line. Yeah. It does not count, like for him, he does not. I mean, it counts. Excuse me, but it is. It he does not play well. It I mean, happens all the time. It's that his burial might be the first time he hits the target square in a big moment. Oh God, he's <laughs> just so bad. He is just bad. Dark. It's a rough joke, but, but, but still funny. <laughs> he's by all accounts a pretty nice guy. That's oh, he's a wonderful person. He gets, he gets very upset with people, though. He's very animated. Yeah. I will say, he I, takes up for teammates though publicly. A he lot. does. Right, I hope. He does. I hope it's many decades from now. <laughs> 
Okay, thanks for putting but it that way. Now that we're done now using it. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. I have set karma back in its place. We can carry on with the show. But yeah, if you are somebody, though, that is really just into football and like just what brings what brings about the most interesting matchups on all different levels you want rams lions i i i want the rams to win i think i i'm a bigger sort of rams fan than than you i like i want to see them advance and like be so do I. i'd still rather them play the because like the second round you're back to like all right it's like the Niners or the Cowboys. There's like, you know, it's like it's going to get serious again. So, like, give me the give me the really interesting because they're probably not good enough to go to a Super Bowl winning entirely road games to get there. Like, I, I haven't seen Throw them a I, bone. I am not. I am like, this is a pretty good team. I'm excited about the future of where they're going. I am not. They're going to run the table on the road in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. Not quite there yet. Speaking of on the road and important games, the Lakers have one coming up in Ooh. Oklahoma City Ooh. against the Thunder. Anthony Davis, Factor Cap is next. Coming up Fact. later on in the show, we'll talk about Anthony. <laughs> I had such a good seg. That was a perfect tease. Like that, I, it was organic. going well. It I ruined it. Yeah, with you know formatics. Yeah. No, but we should have just teased Andy's thing and then done something else. Yeah, I mean, you stepped on the moment, Greg. I did perfect. just a little bit. Nobody's yeah. gonna I mean, notice. I mean, we're not gonna get know, angry calls. I, I, I know, but I mean, and then just... when you do your air check with Andy, you can go back and be like, "You really screwed." He doesn't this do up. them with me anymore. He doesn't. Too He's too good for this. Well, you're, like, you're yeah. really busy, Greg. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. You're, you're quite busy. I mean, you're, on also, the, you're on the air for eleven yeah, I mean, hours. A producer, <laughs> producer also might have given me a rundown. I'm just saying. That's true. I did not do that. Emily, Emily would have. Emily would. Was Emily. That? Emily gives you very detailed rundowns. She's very good at that. I know. I'm just I saying. am no longer good at that. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Factor cap coming up next. Kamenetsky Brothers in for Travis and Sleeva, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, guys. That's how she does it, right? What's Hey, what's going on? What's happening, everybody? All right, so... The number one thing on Amazon is a hilarious calendar, and it's on sale. So it's a calendar. It's an OnlyFans calendar. And when you flip through it, it is literally fans, like <laughs> ceiling fans, <laughs> fans on the side. So it's an OnlyFans. Uh, Factor Cap, you still own a physical calendar, Andy. Fact. Really? It, yes. It's one of those... Uh, dry erase calendars that is on our refrigerator that we use to just write down 
what we're going to be doing. I don't and think the, that counts. No, it does count. I'll tell you why. Because in the age of iPhones and synced calendars, my wife and I could do that to keep everybody updated in the house on what's going on. But we choose instead to do the dry erase calendar. So I think it does count. I'm going to give that a half count because it erases every time. Like the it's, it's the, the it would count if it was a paper calendar that you flipped every month. Yes, I think that's. I'm. It's, we'll give half. Half right. is the right way to put that. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, and it's Brian. Uh, cap. I do not. I don't right. have one anymore. That's the extent of your reasoning. Okay, so <laughs> nobody has those anymore. I also don't have a DVD player. I do. Or I a, do. Or a Betamax. Or did you know. anybody ever have a Betamax? The beta they, people. The beta Betamax Max had a brief surge. Yeah. Of like they, they had their day. moment in the sun. As long as, as long as the kind of like laser discs. Zune. <laughs> laser discs had their moment in the sun. <laughs> All right. So it's holiday season and some people need to fly back home. And you're going to find out that Laura Romo actually wrote these for me. So thank you, Laura. But Laura took Emily to the airport this morning at 3 a.m. Fa- <laughs> Factor cap. I don't need the rest of the question. My, cap. cap. <laughs> My initial reaction was almost going to get dumped. <laughs> Bleep no. So I'm going to finish it anyway. Factor Cap, you would take a coworker to the airport at 3 a.m. for their flight, Brian. <laughs> Cap. <laughs> I don't care if it's my, like, the CEO of the company and there's a raise waiting for me at the end of it. It's like, no, I'll call you an Uber. 3 a.m., <laughs> go bleep yourself. Who even asks for that? I have no idea how Apparently this Emily. Yeah, apparently. Actually, I've answered my own question. <laughs> I would say it's Cap. In part because all of my like eleven different jobs, Brian's in the same place. None of them pay enough that I'm worried about the like ramifications of saying no. Right. Like I, all of them, I need significant more stature and heft at these jobs before I start driving people around at three in the who morning. Who would you ask that you work with? Like who at this station would you, with a straight face and an earnest ex- expectation that they might say yes? Ask to take you. Well, I guess you Laura, take the airport. Laura's an option. I well, guess apparently she's she's like, an easy mark. But so like, I think me personally, I would give Jorge two hundred dollars and he would do it. No, well, you're not asking. Then <laughs> you're <laughs> paying. Exactly. That's different. You're that paying. Is different. Okay. So no. Uh, yeah. No. I don't put anybody. There's nobody out. I would feel comfortable no. doing that with. Uh, let's 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 play act this, Greg. I I got in a flight tomorrow. Um, but I need to be there at four. Can you take me, pick me up about two thirty in the morning and take me to the airport? Absolutely not. <laughs> See how this goes. <laughs> and by the way, it's the right Ireland. answer. Any other day. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about factor cap, Jorge? App. Yeah, it's too early. Plus, I have to be in traffic and be here. No, no, I pass. Hard pass. <laughs> it is quite literally the middle of the night. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not taking you at 2.30 in the afternoon, let alone 2.30 in the morning. See, that was going to be my morning. next question. Let's just take 3 o'clock in the morning out of it. Is there any time in the day that you would ask a coworker to take you to the airport? I Look, if, really if we're here, like it. if we're here, and then we wrap the show at, say, you know, 1 o'clock, one fifteen. you have to be there by 3. I'm already here. Let's go. Okay, here's the, That's the okay. only way. During the day, maybe becomes more on the table. The big question I have is honestly, why do you need me to take you to the <laughs> you airport? You've got a car. You, you don't, can't get an everybody Uber. Everybody here like... is an adult. Like, <laughs> what's the reason? My car broke down, sure. and I'd have yes, no money. How about that? Okay, You're... if your car broke down, you have no money. Yes, I will do you a solid. Your management, I'd say Uber. A board op needs a ride. I know how much. Or hey, you're paid. out. Zero, I, all the kids in the ba- <laughs> right. the kids in the back with the social media. 
I will take them to the airport. Those guys work for like veggie straws. <laughs> like they're, <laughs> they're, they're all cheering right now. They're like, yes, rides, yeah, to, the airport. The airport. rides to the airport. I can't afford a flight, but at least I get to go to the airport. <laughs> all right. So like, what about rides to a bar? <laughs> do I get a ride to a bar? Yeah, oh, I'll take you to a bar. We can do a, go after the show if you want. Um, stay. Right, I'll take you up for it. All right, fine. <laughs> just, Actually, I got to after <laughs> any other day. Right after yeah, Mason yeah. in Ireland, I'm happy to go. Um, staying in the spirit of the holidays, you will be receiving gifts you may not love. Factor cap. You regift things you don't like, Jorge. Uh cap. I don't. I I, I keep it. Uh, and you know who knows? It depends on what it is. Later on, you find a use for it. You know. Uh, but I don't regift stuff like that. No. Andy. I haven't done it, but I'm not above doing it. I just haven't really received a lot of gifts that over the years that I don't want or that I have no use for whatsoever. But I wouldn't have a problem doing it because I feel like ultimately the person that got me something wants me to enjoy whatever gift they gave me. I know if I gave someone something, unless it was like really, really sentimental and I thought I just nailed this thing and I was completely off and like that would hurt. Beyond that, I'm like, look, if this isn't what you need... I would rather have spent the money getting you something you want as opposed to you having that thing just sit around because you're worried about hurting my feelings. So you're into the gratification of watching the gift that you gave someone go to someone else? Sure. Okay. Uh, Cap, I like to keep those gifts around so every once in a while I can take them out and point out to the person who gave it to me how much I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) You would do something like that. This is a terrible gift. Please do better next year. And Here's then they pudding. get you absolutely nothing. Right. Some pudding, yes. <laughs> you would love that. <laughs> you proved yourself. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Congratulations to Joe, Joe Coy. Well, I don't know who this is, but Joe Coy, who was announced as the host of the 2024 Golden Globe Awards. He's a comedian. Okay. I still don't know who it is. Um, Factor Cap, you still watch award shows, Andy. I watch the Oscars just because I think of the Academy Awards as much as like film history. And I'm just really into that. Like I'm just very, very into movie culture. So I, I, I'm interested in who wins these awards because I think it just sort of becomes a marker of movie history. But the actual pageantry of it, stuff like that, like I can tell you right now, I won't be watching the Golden Globes. I don't, I don't care. And there are also so many award shows now that after a while you know who's going to win everything. So there's no real suspense. Um, fact, but only in the sense that my good friends of ours have a, a, an Oscar party every year. So I like I try to go to that. But if I'm just watching by my, if there's no party, no Oscar party, I I haven't watched an award show in years. So I don't know what I don't know what the right answer there is. Like y'all can figure that out. So cap, I guess. I don't cap, know I guess. I'm, unless I there's a party that I want to go to. So then fact. Then fact. But at so that 50% point, percent for you. But, but then it's really about the party. Andy. It's not about the award. I was going to yeah. say, at the party, you can, I mean, because this is the same Oscar party I often go to, you can attend that thing without watching a minute of the Oscars. Right. And there's a pool. So it's like gambling, too. See, that's fun, though. That's like squares. Right. But if it's an Oscar party, don't most people know what's going to win, like Andy was saying? Yeah, they're industry they, people. They, yeah. Right. So they kind well, of all get where it. Where right. you end up winning the pool is stuff like animated short. Yeah. Or like makeup. Like you, you, you hit some of the more, I don't want to dismir- besmirch the good work these people have done. They're very talented. But what are considered some of the lesser. <laughs> the stupid categories. Like the le- I mean, they're the ones that get paid attention to less. I mean, if we're right. being honest about I don't want to the ones that go across the, the good work the that they wardrobe. do. Right. But right. The, the, the unimportant category. I mean, look, all the people that do their Oscar pool for like best documentary short, 
they've not only never seen these documentary shorts, they've never heard of any of them, and they're just usually picking what title sounds most serious. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> whatever sounds most serious and most hefty, that's what I'm picking. Which article did you read where they stood up at con and said and s- clapped for 12 minutes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's how you're picking this. Is there a factor cap? Is there anything you would give a 12-minute standing ovation to? No. I agree. It's, it's all part of like the the, the pageantry. I guess that's You're supposed increasingly to do it. becoming a thing. Like these film festivals, it's like twenty minutes now, yeah, and they all get them. They all get like you. If you attend one of these film festivals, you are spending more time standing up and applauding than you are actually watching movies. So, but like, how? I mean, you can clap for a little bit, but after a little while, I don't want to keep doing this. Yeah, but then you, you don't want to be the first one to sit down. No, you can't, and you can't stop clapping. It the first one to stop. What's, what's so funny is you'll occasionally see these actors who, if nothing else, feel the need to pretend that they're uncomfortable with it, or they actually are, but then you always look over at someone like Tarantino, and he'll be like, come on, baby, more, more, I love this. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Hey, what about you, Jorge? Are you a fan? I haven't watched one of those uh, award shows in a long time since I think Guillermo del Toro won for The Shape of Water. I don't think I've watched any of these in a long time. Oh, what about- a horrible movie. <laughs> like, I get hey, hey, Guillermo del Toro. Who cares, man? <laughs> a win is a win. Oh, that, that movie was horrifically bad. There was not one second of that movie that I thought. It wasn't that bad. Good. Oh, no, it was awful. Off all nah, the way through, I didn't beginning think it was bad. to end. Nah, it was good. I Terrible. Think it was good. It's a good movie. Terrible yeah. movie. Pinocchio was awesome. You know? Greg just doesn't <laughs> think people and fish should fall in love. I mean, I don't think I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's unnatural. Yeah, but it, the way it all worked out too was very, very strange. I, I did not enjoy that I movie. Mean, I mean, the I premise is movie. you got to buy in. <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't enjoy it. Uh, and no, and it's cap for me too. I would not. I don't watch. You any once of got these. dumped by a fish, didn't you? I, I did. It was very sad. <laughs> hit, a little, beta fish. hit a little they, close to home. They, they say that they're going to live for a long time. They don't always do that. <laughs> she promised me in her bowl <laughs> she'd be around forever. It scarred me as a child. Okay, can we get? Can we move on? That, right, that morning thanks. when you woke up and saw it. her floating, you've never been the they same. They say they're solitary and you Thought can't put sleeping. them together with another fish, but she was cheating on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for fact or cap. Fact. All right, coming up. Can I do it now? Yes. The Lakers, they're on the road. Very important win, or very important game mm. coming up in Oklahoma City against the Thunder. According to Anthony Davis, it is must win. Talk about that in last night's loss to the Timberwolves coming up next. Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where does this come in in the pantheon of Christmas songs? All I know is it's been stuck in my head for the last three days. It is sticky as hell. It is. <laughs> Ever since you gave that fish your heart. <laughs> yes. Actually, you want to know what the real reason is? I'll tell you what it is. I watched a Christmas movie the other day called Last Christmas. It was on Amazon. It's with Amelia Clark. It's not good by any means, but I just was watching Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them, and they played this song at least seven times in the movie. Was there a sing-along? Because that is a sign the movie's probably not very good. No, no sing-along. Okay, well, that's good. With the lyrics and a little bouncy ball on it? <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife and daughter both love this song. Like, they will occasionally play it during non-holiday season, but during holiday season, this one is on full-time 24-7, and to your point, Greg... It really does stay with you. Well, it's, it, it, it gets to the question about regifting, doesn't it? The very next day, I Can gave I you my heart, oh. and the very next day, you gave it away. <laughs> like, yeah, to somebody else. You yeah, regifted. Sure. You, to, you well, regifted heart. my heart. You didn't take their heart and give it to somebody else. You took your own heart and gave it to somebody yeah, else. I gave you my heart, and the very next day, you gave it away. You, you gave my heart. You gave it away. To back to it. you, but your heart went uh, to somebody else. I don't know. Someone special. <laughs> <laughs> We can get into semantics all you want. We can we can do this. <laughs> the point is, people in fish shouldn't date. Hey, you made the point. I agree with it. <laughs> I did not expect such a strong reaction to Shape of Water. From <laughs> I really didn't. Either. Oh, so bad. Didn't it won awards? It shouldn't have won. Yeah, awards. won best picture. I believe. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. How but did that happen? Guillermo del Toro, legend. Exactly. Sure, he's great. Rasa, the movie, <laughs> terrible, <Right>. absolutely terrible. <laughs> So the Lakers last night in there's no there's no clean way to spin out of this. Eh, who cares? Lakers last night in Minnesota, no LeBron, um, second end of a back to back, no Gabe Vincent, which feels in part maintenance him coming back from the twenty four games that he missed. I thought I thought there was a chance that Anthony Davis wouldn't play, that the Lakers would just treat this like a scheduled loss and give A D an extra game, a night off to just deal with that ankle, deal with the groin. He ends up playing, and I got to say, I'm glad that he did because even though the Lakers lost 118-111, even though they're now just one game above 500, they've been very bad since the IST, and there is no such thing as a moral victory in big boy sports, I feel like there was a lot that happened in last night's game in terms of the way they approached it, their focus, their energy, the defensive intensity that doesn't fix everything, but I feel like if what we saw last night against the Wolves starts becoming the baseline the way it was just a few weeks ago, some, not all, but some of the issues that have been hurting the Lakers are going to work themselves out. Yeah, they're not as bad as they're playing now, and they probably aren't as good as they were in like their best moments in the in the IST. It's like they they've got to find some sort of happy medium like they were winning games before not in like really spectacular fashion but you could see it like there was much more of a progression of like the defense is coming around up oh, we're starting to shoot a little bit and like 
It's not perfect. It's not good enough. But like I, between now and game 80, you can get where you want to go. Th- th- last night looked like part of that progression from three weeks ago to me, where the, the defensive intensity is up, the assertiveness of D'Angelo Russell, if not the effectiveness until the fourth quarter, at least, but like the aggressiveness was there and, and stuff like that. And you could see it kind of building in a positive way where you looked at most of that game and said, all right, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think as far as the defense that I thought they really leaned into yesterday and it, it looked as disruptive as it's been, you know, probably since the IST, it is in some respects much easier for them to do that without LeBron because LeBron has to, at this stage of his career, he's going to be, he's going to be 39 and I think in like a week, something like that. He can only do this for so for so long over the course of a game. He has to pick his spots. He can crank it up in ways that can be super effective. And I think when games really matter the most or moments matter mm-hmm. the most, he can do that. But as a 48-minute plan for a team, like an ethos, LeBron can't be as much of a part of that as pretty much anybody else in the rotation. Some guys are better than others. Like D'Angelo Russell may try to have a defensive mindset, but there's a cap to how effective he's going to be. You know, Reeves can do certain things when he puts his mind to it, but Reeves is one of the weaker defensive players on this team. But, good team, pretty good team is, defender, bad. Less less effective as a, an isolation individual. Right, defender. but he's capable, though, of at least trying to crank up yes. his defensive intensity. Same with D'Lo. He is capable of trying to play as high-level defense as he can for an entire game. And my hope is that, you know, Saturday when LeBron is presumably back, Gabe Vincent is presumably back, Anthony Davis talked about this game against OKC as must win, like the mentality that they need to take on to get themselves out of this slump. My hope is that they can take what they did yesterday in the Timberwolves, even in a loss, and use that to build on moving forward and sort of just rediscover themselves. Mm-hmm. I, the other thing about Le- not having LeBron – also reinforces, I think, mentally, like we if we're gonna win, if we have any chance of winning this game, we we it has to be on the defensive end because our, our offensive catalyst isn't there. Um so I think that helps too. And having enough of those games can help regenerate that attitude so that when LeBron is playing, everybody else is still picking it up. Uh <laughs> sorry, I looked over, I heard Ori and he's not at the chair. Um there's it, it's just it's it's hard for them because like right now nothing that they're doing kind of fits in exactly the same way it's like it's hard to sneak Rui in for the kind of minutes that I think a lot of people would want him to play because defensively if you're lining him up next to LeBron and AD then he's is he defending um you know small forwards in ways that are you know, that he's not so good at and in, you know chasing off screens that he can't do as well and stuff like that and well then do you take Torian Prince off the floor and he's one of their only guys that has shot the ball even kind of reliably over the last 20 games and what about Cam Reddish let's say they've got a bunch of players and you know you were tweeting earlier about like can you get Christian Wood on the floor and why that's not happening they've got a bunch of guys who you could in theory Andy kind of readjust what you're doing to make like to, to take more advantage of Christian Wood or take more advantage of Rui Hachimura but do you want to start adjusting your whole game plan of what you're doing on the floor so that Christian Wood can thrive? Like, 
I don't know if that's worth the, the, the trouble. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of discussion to be had about the way Darwin uses certain players. Does he use them enough? Does he use them too much? Um, what is, what's the rationale for how he uses anybody? I know mm-hmm. it caught a lot of people's attention after the Wolves' loss when Darwin said that ideally he sees Austin Reeves playing 27, 28 minutes a game. 29. I think it's 27 to 29. Right. I <laughs> 28, I would, right in the sweet spot. I really wish that I... I Happen to not hear mm-hmm. the question that set that up because I would really want to know the context of it because on its face, that feels way too low. Right. One interpretation of it that I saw was that when he comes off, this is a function of him coming off the bench. Like if you want to get him with the pattern, the substitution pattern that they have, if you want to get him on the floor for 35, 36 minutes a game and avoid having him have too many minutes this year uh, with Russell because that hasn't worked well this year. Um, He ends up playing like 11 minutes in a row, which is too much. Like that's hard. You guys get tired after that, particularly the way that Reeves plays. One solution to that would be play Russell less. Um, But And maybe with Gabe, look, maybe when Gabe Vincent's actually able to be used on a game-in, game-out basis – that maybe an right or when LeBron is around obviously that's a little easier because you have a second like Gabe Vincent's a, a point guard because he's short not because he's you know Chris Paul no but he is a ball handler he is least. a ball handler but he's not he, he he's it's a different he's not kind, a floor general he's not a floor general it's a different kind of ball handling than Russell um, and so on a night particularly on a night when LeBron isn't there like Russell kind you know kind of does need to get a little bit more but it is unusual time. that on a night with no LeBron no Gabe Vincent, that would be a night where you see Austin Reeves play the least amount of minutes as he's Right, it was watch. weird. I'm not, again, maybe you play Russell S, but that leaves Reeves as your only sort of primary ball. Honestly, Reeves was out playing Russell. He was, I think, in in some ways and then in other ways struggling. Like, Reeves overall, particularly against, like, really good pressure defenses, Minnesota arguably was the best defense in the league, It's you know, especially since he's kind of a scorer slash Floor like when he's on the floor, particularly like a game like last night with when AD isn't, he's also your source of points. So is he sort of scoring? Is he distributing? What's going on here? And it, he has overall, I think, struggled a little bit against like hard ball, particularly pressure. if he's the lone ball handler. Correct. Right and so if you only have one of those guys on the floor, Delo's better at that than Russell. So. You know, Reeves is outplaying Russell, but Russell's impact on the rest of the guys might be. My only point of this is not even really to defend Darvin, because there are plenty of times when you and I would do the podcast every night, and it's like five days a week. Anywhere you get your podcast, locked on, including Lakers. YouTube. Yeah, there's a YouTube component. I I got a lot of. Th- I I always like. I don't know what was Darvin. We almost nightly have a. I didn't quite understand that from Darvin portion of the show. But my only point is these questions are, generally speaking, much more difficult. And for every, well, why doesn't he just do this? I can point to five other reasons. Well, what about this, this, and this, and this? It happens if you do the thing that you're talking about. And I think most of the time fans, because we all just want the same thing, which is Lakers, please play better and win. Um, We don't think two, three, four, five moves down the line of what move A would do to the rest of of the lineup and rotation. All right, Anthony Davis did say that tomorrow night in Oklahoma City, they need to treat it like a must-win game. What does he mean by that, and who needs to show up? Who is most important in making sure this game tomorrow, given 
the way the Lakers have been playing, who's most important to make sure this must-win actually happens. Talk about that coming up next. Kamenetsky Brothers in for Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN.